Loading up. Going deep. Has a man. It is caught for the touchdown. Doolin's got it. Big hole. Who needs a field goal for Neko for the end zone? And he's in. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. And it's there. Deshaun Jackson tiptoeing for the touchdown. Passing sets, throws, end zone, diving catch. Touchdown, second of the game, Adam Thielen. It's Samuel. Debo Samuel. Takes it in for a Niners touchdown. Stafford going downfield for Jefferson. He's got him. Jefferson able to stay upright, and he is gone. Touchdown, L.A., 79 yards. Here's one for Beckham. Got him. Touchdown, Odell Beckham. 54 yards to number three. Welcome into the Lucky Shots podcast, everyone. I am Ricky Larson. Today's the fantasy show. It is week 13. Uh, and your fantasy playoffs are actually just right around the corner. Uh, you know, some people extended their fantasy season because, you know, there's obviously an extra week. Uh, some people didn't. So you could be two, three weeks away from those fantasy playoffs. Uh, so things are getting interesting. And who who are the guys that you can really count on? Who's going to win you a championship? Uh, and, you know, where do you go with some things like, you know, McCaffrey going down, uh, Dalvin Cook going down, you know, and some tough matchups coming up. So got to gotta dial it in, and we're going to start by looking back at last week. Last week, you had Josh Allen. He had 26.7 points to be the fantasy king at quarterback. He had 260 yards uh, passing four touchdowns, two interceptions, and 43 rushing yards. Now for the running back position, four is, it's very ironic. Leonard Fournette scored four touchdowns. He had 44.1 fantasy points, 100 rushing yards, three of those touchdowns were on the ground. Then he had seven catches for 31 yards and a touchdown uh, through the air. So huge game from him. He really put the four in his name and scored 44 fantasy points. Uh, Jalen Waddell was your fantasy king at the wide receiver position. He had 28.7 points. He got a whole lot of targets, 10 targets, 9 receptions, 137 yards, and a touchdown. And then, for your tight end of the week, Jack Doyle. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts tight end uh, scored 20.1 fantasy points. He had seven targets, six receptions, 81 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, was a huge part of that passing game uh, when you know Jonathan Taylor was kind of slow to get going. They went to Jack Doyle. You had Michael Pittman dropping passes, so Doyle was the guy. And if if you somehow started him. You got the number one tight end on the week. Let's look at some more top quarterbacks from last week. You had Aaron Rodgers. He had 26.28 fantasy points, 307 yards, two touchdowns through the air, and a touchdown on the ground. Dak Prescott had, man, that is a terrible two, 25.3 fantasy points. He had a total of 375 yards and two touchdowns. Matt Stafford. Had a decent game, uh, 21.98 fantasy points, 302 yards passing, 
three touchdowns and an interception. And then Mac Jones had 21 and a half points, 310 passing yards, two touchdowns, and 11 rushing yards. Mac Jones kind of being sneaky, uh, sneaking his way up into that top 10 for a couple of weeks now. Then we look at running backs. Joe Mixon said it last week, said it the week before, saying it again this week. He gets the job done, and he doesn't have to catch a lot of passes. Uh, He had 32.3 fantasy points, 165 yards on the ground, two touchdowns, and four catches that went for, I believe, zero yards, but still four catches. That's an extra four points uh, if you played him. Then you had Elijah Mitchell. He had 27.8 fantasy points, 137 on the ground and a touchdown, uh, intact on five catches for 35 yards. Then you have Cordero Patterson. He had 27.5 points, uh, 108 on the ground, which that's his first 100-yard rushing game, uh, two touchdowns, and two catches for 27 yards. Really actually starting to take over the actual running back position there for the Falcons. Then you had Antonio Gibson. He got 23.6 fantasy points, uh, 111 on the ground, seven catches for 35 yards. J.D. McKissick went down last week. There's a possibility he could not be in. Um, and even with McKissick in, seven catches for Gibson. That's that's a big number. Uh, so he could be you know even more heavily involved this upcoming week. Then looking at some of the top wide receivers, you had T. Higgins. He had 23.4 fantasy points, eight targets, six catches, 114 yards, and a touchdown. T. Higgins coming out of nowhere, having a big game, uh, and he's got another opportunity to do it this week against the Chargers. Then you had Adam Thielen. He had 23.2 fantasy points, seven targets, five catches, 62 yards, and two touchdowns. Uh, He's now tied for top of the league for wide receivers uh, for those touchdowns. Kendrick Bourne had 23.1 fantasy points. He had six targets, five receptions, 61 yards, and two touchdowns. Again, Mac Jones sneaking into that top 10. Kendrick Bourne, those receivers over there for New England, you know, they don't look all flashy through the air. But fantasy-wise, they're kind of getting things done. And I believe he had a touchdown the week before as well. Then you had Hunter Renfro. He scored 21.6. He had nine targets, eight catches for 134 yards. I'm telling you guys, he has eight, nine targets every single week. If he can convert this into 134 yards every week, you're going to get a 20-point outing out of him. If he gets a touchdown, we're talking top of the league um, for fantasy points from Hunter Renfro. He's somebody that may not even be rostered. He may be sitting on your waivers. Um, He may be somebody you can go pick up for cheap. He's a guy that I think towards the end of this year could really... uh, be a separating piece for your lineups. Then you got your top tight ends from the past week. Gronk finally looked back to Gronk form. He had 19.3 fantasy points, 10 targets, 7 receptions, and 123 yards. Dawson Knox finally got back on the horse. He had 18.2, 
Three catches on three targets for 32 yards and two touchdowns. He's going to have to play a big role um, this week against New England if Buffalo wants to stay on track. Then you had Mark Andrews. He had 16.5, 10 targets, but only turned that into four receptions, 65 yards and a touchdown. And then you had Dalton Schultz. I've been preaching Dalton Schultz all year. Uh, He had 15.6. Seven targets, but still only converted that into three receptions, but at 46 yards and a touchdown. So before we hop into looking at everybody, uh, we got to look at who's on by this week, look at some injury news, and then we'll hop into everybody else. So you got Cleveland, Green Bay, Tennessee, and Carolina all on by. Uh, so Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Austin Hooper even. Um, I don't think anybody's starting Baker Mayfield, Jarvis Landry. Um, those guys going to be out. Then you have Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers, A.J. Dillon, Devontae Adams, uh, Aaron Jones even it was, is out. Um, so those guys aren't going to be there. Tennessee, they've already got everybody hurt, so really you just have to worry about Ryan Tannehill if he was your quarterback uh, in replacing him. And then for Carolina, hopefully no one was dumb enough to go out and get Cam and start him uh, because he's now the starter for Carolina because he did very bad. But he's going to be out. DJ Moore's out. Uh, And that leads into our injury news. Christian McCaffrey, for the second year in a row, is out for the season uh, with his ankle. How much more can we trust the guy? How much more can we invest into him for these things to happen? Is everything just catching up to him and that's it? I mean, I... You have to at least believe if he comes back and he's healthy, they got to cut down his workload so that he doesn't go down for the season, every season. Uh, so some pretty rough news there. Then you got Kyler Murray with his ankle and DeAndre Hopkins with his hamstring. I ex- fully expect uh, Murray to be back. I've said that for a couple weeks now, but it's been like four or five weeks. He's He's going to be back. There's no way at this point in the season they're trying to make a playoff push. If he's any sort of healthy, he's not going to be on the field. Hopkins, don't know. He's still questionable. Hamstring, it's a tough, uh, it's something tough to play through. Then you have Allen Robinson with his hamstring. He's questionable. Justin Fields with his ribs is questionable. Um, CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, uh, both of those guys, COVID protocol. So, or... Is Lamb in COVID, or was it a concussion? I need to look, because I wrote down COVID, but I think I meant to write down concussion. Uh, Because he was concussed a couple weeks ago and did not play. So, Mr. Lamb. Full participant. Cleared concussion protocol. So, he should be back. Amari Cooper still got to clear the uh, COVID protocol. And then uh, Cedric Wilson, he's questionable with an ankle. So really, you're going to have CeeDee Lamb and Dalton Schultz. Tony Pollard probably will get involved a lot. Uh, Zeke Elliott will probably be pretty involved in the passing game without Amari Cooper or Cedric Wilson. 
And then you got Teddy Bridgewater with his shin. He's questionable. He's been questionable every single week, every year. But I don't believe anybody would be starting Teddy Bridgewater. That wouldn't seem very smart to me. DeAndre Swift with a shoulder injury. That That's going to be a tough one. Uh, and it's his shoulder, so who knows? Uh, he's questionable. Dan Arnold. I'm sure plenty of people hopped on the Dan Arnold train. You should have, but... He uh, suffered a knee injury. He is on IR. Darren Waller with a knee is doubtful for this week, uh, as is Dalvin Cook, who's working on a shoulder injury as well. Alvin Kamara with his knee is questionable. Daniel Jones, don't know if it affects you starting a quarterback, but it could affect you starting other guys, uh, like Sterling Shepard, who has a quad injury, so he's questionable. Kadarius Tony also has a quad injury, so that whole offense, it's kind of what's it going to look like. Then you have uh, for the Jets, Zach Wilson, his knee, he's questionable. Mike, uh, or not Mike Davis, Corey Davis with his groin is questionable. Uh, Jalen Hurts, he's got an ankle injury. Uh, Miles Sanders has a foot injury. Pat Fryermuth, Got a concussion, so he's working through that protocol. And the biggest hitter, for me at least, Debo Samuel. He got a groin injury and is doubtful for this week, possibly even next week. So, uh, not looking good. Not looking good for me. I should be all right, though. Uh, And it's kind of tough because he's been doing quite a bit. um, Running the ball, receiving, all of that. I'm waiting for them to make him throw a football at some point. Uh... But he's going to be out at least this week is what it looks like. So let's hop into some quarterbacks. Uh, You know, you got all your top guys here. You got Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Hurts is projected to lead all of these guys. He's going up against the Jets, who are 25th against quarterbacks. But he only had 6.86 points last week. And... It's not like he went up against a stellar defense. The Giants, sure, they're decent, but for Jalen Hurts to only get 6.86 points, I don't know. And now they're going back to against New York, but the Jets this time, who knows. Lamar Jackson's going against Pittsburgh. He's uh, Pittsburgh is 18th against the pass. He's projected 23.7, but he also had a down week of 9.4 last week. So, you know, against Pittsburgh, I think it's a bounce-back kind of game. They start to finally get on track. Uh, Pittsburgh is missing guys like uh, TJ Watt. Not TJ. Um, Yeah, TJ Watt, sorry. So a little less pass rush. Possibly Lamar has a better game. Uh, Justin Herbert is projected 22 going up against Cincinnati, who is 7th against quarterbacks. Herbert had 19.72 last week, so he had a good week. And I believe if uh, the Chargers are going to win this game, or even on the flip side, if the Bengals are going to win this game, it's going to be a shootout and there's going to be a lot of passing, um, which bodes well. The only kind of suspect thing for Herbert is can he keep it clean? Can he not throw interceptions and bring down your fantasy score? Kill drives? Um, and, you know, because that's that's been a lot of what he's been doing this year. 
Then you got Josh Allen, uh, projected 21.4 versus New England, who is second against quarterbacks. Allen was the quarterback one last week, but New England's defense only gave up 8.12 to the quarterback last week. So I think Patriots are on a roll. Buffalo has been struggling, so I think there's a high chance Josh Allen doesn't even come close to uh, that 21.4 projection. On the other hand, Tom Brady's going up against Atlanta, who's 29th against quarterbacks. He's projected 20.9. Atlanta's defense gave up 17.02 points last week, which is, you know, mediocre. If your quarterback got 17, you're not necessarily all that upset. But they gave it up to Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence hasn't done anything great this season at all, and you gave him possibly his best fantasy game of the year. Uh... Not not a good look. And now you're going up against Tom Brady in a very potent offense. I I think things could look very bad for Atlanta this week. But if you're the Tom Brady owner, I think you're going to have one of those top five weeks. Then Patrick Mahomes uh, going up against Denver, who is fifth. They're proje- he's projected 20.7, but Denver's defense, they're, they're weird against quarterbacks. They had two interceptions. One was a pick six last week, but Herbert still got 19.72. Going up against Mahomes and the Chiefs, who are looking like they're back on track, I don't know what to expect. I I have a gut feeling that Denver's defense is going to, you know, put the hammer down on Mahomes, but who knows? What what Kansas City Chiefs are going to show up? That's That's a question we've been asking all year. Uh, You got guys like Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill is going to be starting this week. Uh, He's projected 20.1 against Dallas, who's 20th. And Dallas gave up 21 last week to Derek Carr. So uh, Hill, he's more versatile. He's going to do running things. He's going to pass. So could be a very sneaky pick to be up in that top five. And if you have a quarterback that's out this week, uh, if you had Aaron Rodgers, why not go take a chance on Taysom Hill? He's probably sitting on waivers, probably available, so go for it. I think, you know, Dallas gave up a lot of points to the Derek Carr, so Taysom Hill is more of a threat um, in many different ways. Matt Stafford, I think, he's going to have a good week. He's, go, or he's going up against uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are 11th. He was the quarterback four last week, so... Projected at 19.9, I think he could have another one of those weeks. Prescott was the quarterback three last week. He's going up against New Orleans this week. Uh, Projected 19.8. New Orleans doesn't have a very good pass defense. And if he has C.D. Lamb back, along with Dalton Schultz, Tony Pollard, maybe even Amari Cooper, this offense has a great chance to go out and put up quite a few points. Uh, then you got Kyler Murray hopefully making a comeback. He's going up against Chicago. Uh, he's been gone for five weeks, but before that, he had two quarterback one weeks. So I think this game against Chicago, Chicago, sure, they've got a good defense, but Kyler Murray is just a special player, especially when it comes to fantasy. Uh, so I think he could have a great game. Then you got Joe Burrow, just like I said with Herbert. If there's going to be 
a good game, or like if these teams want to win, it's going to have to be a shootout uh, or a complete defensive battle. But I see it more being a shootout. So Joe Burrow going up against the Chargers. Um, he had 16.4 last week. Chargers gave up 16.1, so kind of right on par. I think Burrow could also be one of those boom guys this week, so we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, somebody nobody's talking about. We're still not talking about him. Kirk Cousins. He's projected 17.8, and he's going up against Detroit. Detroit is not good, people. They are ranked 13th against quarterbacks, but that doesn't matter. You got... Kirk Cousins, who's playing great, 15.5 last week. Detroit's defense gave up 15.78. I'm a believer in Kirk Cousins this week, and I think that uh, that whole offense is going to have a very good game against Detroit. He's going to be spearheading it. I think there could be three touchdowns thrown by him. You know, two to, you know, Thielen, one to Jefferson, one to Jefferson, one to Thielen, one to Conklin. There's a lot of different options, and Detroit is going to allow those options to be open. Um, And then who's the last one we should talk about? Let's talk a little bit about Carson Wentz because he's going up against Houston. Houston is 17th against quarterbacks, uh, and Carson Wentz coming off of honestly his best game of the season he had 20.34 I I believe in this game he's probably not going to get as much because Jonathan Taylor will be able to run the football Uh, so they're not going to have to pass as much it could be a letdown game Uh, probably don't go invest in him but he's an interesting one to watch Uh, so again some of the booms, I think Tom Brady, Matt Stafford, Kirk Cousins, I think all those guys have a very good chance of going off and being in the top three or even the top five. Uh, players to look out for that I think could bust this week. Justin Herbert, always that bad, bad feeling and bad chance that he could throw two interceptions, not throw for a whole lot, skunk on a touchdown, and then you're left with nothing. Uh, so he's one that I think you need to look out for, bust alert. Uh, Josh Allen, going up against New England's defense. New England is just red hot. And Buffalo, they've struggled this year. I, I think against an actually good defense, it could be another rough week for them. And then Derek Carr. Derek Carr is going up against Washington who's 32nd against quarterbacks. But, I mean, Washington, the thing with them is they control the ball so well that the other offense can't be on the field all that much. So Derek Carr, you're going to have maybe three possessions uh, per half, maybe, if Washington goes out there and controls the ball like they always do. So it could be a very bad game for Derek Carr. Now let's move on to the running backs. You got your top running back of the week, going to be Jonathan Taylor. He's projected 24.4 against Houston, who's 19th. And how about this? Jonathan Taylor still got 19.7 against Tampa Bay's defense last week, and Tampa Bay is one of the better running defenses. Uh, Going up against Houston, I don't see a whole lot of, like, resistance coming from that side could be an absolutely monster game maybe he runs for another five touchdowns we'll have to see 
Joe Mixon's going up against uh, Los Angeles, the Chargers. They're 24th against running backs. And Mixon was running back two last week. And I believe the week before, he was in that top five still. He's not doing a whole lot of catching the football, but he's running for a hell of a lot of yards. The Chargers give up a lot to running back, so I think he could also have a huge week. Uh, Austin Eckler, I think he also is going to have a big week. Regardless of how uh, Herbert does or the receivers do, I think that you know he's going to have his rushing numbers. And Cincinnati's going to be bringing some heat, so he's going to get a lot of checkdowns and designed passes to him anyway. So I think it could be, you know, a week where he's competing with uh, Jonathan Taylor again for that top spot. James Conner going up against Chicago could be a tough one. Um, I like Conner. He's been a fantastic running back this year, but Chicago is pretty stiff against running backs. They only gave up 17.2 last week to the tandem of Swift and, um, dear Lord, I am blanking, Jamal Williams. So, it's it's a tough one, but he is such a workhorse that I think he still should be fine, even if he doesn't do, um, you know, doesn't go out and have three touchdowns. I think it's still going to be a viable fantasy day. Leonard Fournette could return to Leonard for touchdowns uh, this week going up against Atlanta, who's 29th. Uh, he had, as I said, four touchdowns. He was the running back one. Atlanta's not a good rushing defense at all. Um, and hopefully, hopefully the thing is that they don't get up so early that they just phase out Fournette, give some more to Ronald Jones, and just try to ice out the game that way. Hopefully they continually feed uh, Leonard Fournette, and he has a huge game himself. Alvin Kamara may or may not be back this week. He's projected 18.2 going up against Dallas, and Dallas just gave up 19.2 to Jacobs on Thanksgiving. It's a week later, still a Thursday night game. Uh, so Alvin Kamara, especially in an offense with Taysom Hill, where it could be a lot of options, but we saw last year he really struggled when Hill was in. So a lot of factors going into starting Halvin Kamara this week. I think you still do it, and I think you're going to be fine, uh, but there's there's a little bit to think about before doing that. Uh, no Dalvin Cook this week, so Alexander Madison's going to step in. He's projected 18 against Detroit, who is 26th. We've seen Madison step in before, do just fine, and... I think this week, you know, they're going up against Detroit. So I don't see any problems there. He should have a good week. He could even have, you know, that top 10 week where you're like, man, I'm glad I picked him up off waivers this week. Uh, Najee Harris and Cordero Patterson uh, both have tough matchups. Harris against Baltimore, Patterson against Tampa. Uh, both are, you know, around 15th in the league against running backs. But, you know, Harris had a tough week last week. He only had 6.7, and Baltimore only gave up 5.9 to Nick Chubb. So I think Najee is going to have to be a huge part of the game plan, which could help, could make him viable for this week. But he could also get phased out by Baltimore, and that could be bad. And then if we look over at Patterson, he was the running back four last week, but that was against Jacksonville, going up against Tampa. 
Tampa still gave up 19.7 to Jonathan Taylor, but Jonathan Taylor is a much, much different running back than Cordero Patterson. So are we going to see, you know, more through the passing game for him? Or is he going to run the ball more? I don't know. It's it's shaky to start him this week, but because of all the volume we've seen for throughout the year, I think he still is an okay option. But if you're leaning between him and somebody else, possibly go somebody else. Uh, you got Antonio Gibson, who could be all alone in that backfield um, with McKissick going down. Uh, they're going up against Vegas, who is not good against running backs anyway. They're 28th. Uh, they gave up 16.9 to Zeke and Gibson last week was the running back five. So uh, the stars are aligning for him to have a big week. No J.D. McKissick means more targets, means more on the ground. Uh, and in a game against Vegas where they're going to you know, go out and still control the ball, that that could be huge for Gibson. Um, hmm. Yeah, Jamal Williams. We'll talk about him a little bit because DeAndre Swift more than likely is out this week. Uh, he's projected 14.6 going up against Minnesota, who's 21st. Um, you know, minus the first week or whatever of the fantasy season when both Williams and Swift had like a 30-point game. We haven't heard a lot from Jamal Williams. He is a dynamic player, and there's a reason that just coming up off the bench, he's projected 14.6 and not more, or not less, is because he is a dynamic player. Could come in, take over the same exact role DeAndre Swift does. He's not as good, but you could still get somewhere in the neighborhood of the same amount of points. Uh, Could be a decent game. Minnesota necessarily isn't great against running backs, uh, so I, I think, I think he could be a, possibly if you need a flyer at your flex, he could be it. Uh, Miles Gaskin going up against the New York Giants who are 30th against the running back position, which is why I don't understand why everybody was so scared to run the ball against him. Not that good. Anyway. He's projected 13.9. He had 19.2 against Carolina. And Carolina, they're no slouch on defense. So it's Gaskin could be a good play this week as well. Uh, but you also don't know where the game plan is going to go uh, for Miami. They've Jalen Waddell is just going crazy. And Tua likes him. Mike Kosicki, a part of that. Are they going to be throwing the ball a lot? Can the Giants keep it close, or are they going to be trying to ice the game out and Gaskin just runs the clock out for him? That That's going to be the question going into that game. David Montgomery against Arizona. Yeah, let's not talk about it because I don't think he's going to have a whole lot uh, going on there. He only had 10.3 against Detroit. Uh, Arizona gives up a an average of 15 points per game to running backs. That's multi-running backs. That's more than one running back at all. And I I don't see Montgomery getting it done this week. And then the tandem of Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams. Gordon is projected higher. Uh, 12 against the Chiefs, who are 22nd against running backs. 
But then you have uh, Williams, who's projected 10.9. And last week, just last week, I know Gordon went down for a little bit, came back. But Javante Williams, what have I been saying about him? He's a touchdown away from a big game. He got that touchdown. He got a 20-point game. And, I mean, it was everything I expected. Very good game for him. Gordon only had 9.8. So, come on, Broncos. Just realize who the better running back is. Give him more of the work. I still think Melvin Gordon probably goes in and gets a touchdown because that's what he does. Uh, Steals touchdowns away from Javante, but... Javante is just a much better runner. He finally got it done last week against a lousy Chiefs defense this week, I think. Uh, he could be probably the better play out of the two. And then let's talk about the running back tandem for Buff- or not Buffalo, uh, New England. Both of these running backs have, I mean, this has been the stalwart part of their offense. They're running the ball. They've got two a two-headed monster right now in Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson. But they're going up against Buffalo, who's third against running backs. And this is just how close these two are and how it's so hard to figure out which one you want to go with. Damian Harris is projected 8.9. He has 24 touches in the last two weeks since coming back. Ramondre Stevenson is projected 8.6. He only has one less touch than Damian Harris. So he's getting the same exact amount of uh, volume through the air, on the ground, as Harris. But which one do you take? And does it end up being, say, Brandon Bolden coming in and catching passes? Um, It's kind of a mess, but it's a happy mess because I I think either one of these guys could go out and put up a top 15 more more than likely a top 20 performance so i would trust in both of them a little bit buffalo sure they're good against uh running backs but just as much as they use these guys and how hard ramondre stevenson runs the football i absolutely love it uh buffalo could have a tough time stopping that So some boom players for the running back position, Jonathan Taylor, Joe Mixon, Leonard Fournette, Daryl Henderson, and Elijah Mitchell. Henderson plays Jacksonville. Mitchell plays Seattle. Two really good matchups there, so I think both those guys could boom. Some bust, Robinson, Barkley, and Montgomery. Robinson plays the Rams. I think this is the Rams' get-right week, so I I just think they're going to take it out on James Robinson. Uh, Saquon going up against Miami, who's fifth against the running back, and they're just on a roll, so I wouldn't want to mess with them. And Saquon hasn't proved really anything so far this year um, that he can go out and have a really good game. And then David Montgomery talked about it. I'm just not excited to watch the Bears play. There could still be no Justin Fields. Be a lot of Andy Dalton, and no one wants to watch that. For your wide receiver position, some boom guys, I think. You got Cooper Cup. He's going to be going up against Jacksonville, who is 22nd against the uh, receiver position. He got 18.6 fantasy points last week, so very good, very good week for him. 
But would you believe me if I told you he was not the top scoring wide receiver for his team? Uh, that would have been, let's see if we got him on here. Uh, Van Jefferson? Oh no, it was Odell. Odell was fucking Odell. Boo. He had a 50-yard touchdown last week. That's why he was the leader. Whatever. But Cooper Cup, uh, I don't see anything Jacksonville can do to slow him down as long as Stafford throws him the ball and doesn't try to evenly distribute it so that Odell doesn't get upset. Force that thing to Cooper Cup. There's no reason you shouldn't throw it to him. Uh, so I think he's going to have a big week. Justin Jefferson, he's going up against Detroit, who's 12th against receivers. He's projected 17.9. Um, and last week, he still had a lot of targets, nine targets. They're getting him involved in everything because he threw a pass for 24 yards, but he only came out with 13.26 fantasy points. I think this week is a huge bounce back. I talked about how I think Kirk Cousins is going to have a great week. Therefore, I think Justin Jefferson will as well. Um, the biggest problem, though, is... Is he going to get a touchdown? Is Adam Thielen going to go out there and steal those, possibly have three, something like that, and Jefferson misses the boat there? Uh, I don't think so. I think he gets in the end zone. So that is my take. Now we got Jalen Waddle. Waddle was the wide receiver one last week with nine catches, 137 uh, receiving, and a touchdown. He's projected 15.7 going up against the Giants, who are 16th against uh, the wide receiver position. Last week, they shut down Devontae Smith. They shut down Dallas Goddard. They shut down that whole passing game. So, do we believe in Miami to go in and take them down? Um, that's going to be tough. You know, Tua's finally playing well. Waddle is doing fantastic in his own right. But are they going to be able to beat out a Giants team that did hold a fairly good offense to not a lot of points? Mm. Yeah, I wouldn't worry about it. Brand, or, uh, Jalen Waddle, he's going to have a top 10 week at least. Then you got Brandon Ayuk. Uh, he's projected 14.3 against Seattle, who's 15th against the receiver position, but... Again, there's no Debo. Ayuk has been steadily getting back into the rhythm of things, so that is huge. Uh, and without Debo, they probably start using him like Debo, which is what they kind of did last year when Debo was hurt. So I think Ayuk, his stock just raised a lot, and he's going to have a good week. Uh, the final one, C.D. Lamb. If he plays, if he plays... Uh, he's projected 16.1 going up against New Orleans, who is 28th against receivers. Uh, and their defense last week gave up 20.5 points to Stephon Diggs. I think it's a week for C.D. Lamb. I think it's C.D.'s nuts week. <laughs> uh, some other guys to kind of look at. You know, you've got Jamar Chase. He's projected 16.1 going up against the Chargers. If you talk about their quarterback, you got to talk about their weapons. Uh, and I think Chase, he's probably going to have a big week, as is T. Higgins. You know, look at him last week. He was the 
Wide receiver two on the week, 114 yards receiving and a touchdown. So I think both of those guys could very easily go out and have a very good game and score you a lot of points. Uh, but I, I, if I had to choose one, I would say it's probably Jamar Chase that'll get the edge there. Uh, Deontay Johnson continues to be a target hog. He had 14 last week, converted that into nine receptions. This week, he's projected 17 going up against Baltimore. And the thing is, I think Baltimore gets up. So then that's going to just create more targets for Johnson and a higher possibility of points. Uh, in that same game, you got Hollywood Brown. He is projected 16, and Pittsburgh is 25th against receivers. Uh, Brown, he had 10 targets last week, okay? 10 targets. Targets, opportunities equals volume. Not with Hollywood Brown last week. He only had 13.1 points on 10 targets. Hell, all you had to do was catch those 10 targets for any amount of yardage, and you would have scored higher than 13 like you didn't have to do a whole lot to get to 13 but imagine what you would have done had you gotten all those targets i mean frustrating i assume for whoever had hollywood brown last week but this week oh yeah i think he i think he has a good week uh mclaurin you know he had uh what did he have 17.4 uh fantasy points last week and this week he's projected 15. Vegas is sixth against the receiver position, but they gave up uh, seven receptions for 100 yards last week to a singular receiver. I didn't write down who it was, but they gave up a lot to a receiver. So I think Terry McLaurin is also a very good play this week. Uh, you know, if Amari Cooper's back, he's projected 14.4. He could have a decent volume day. He could probably get in the end zone as well, so he may even be decent. Some guys to stay away from, I think stay away from DK Metcalf. He's projected 13.8 going up against San Francisco, who is 10th against the receiver. Uh, And guess what? DK only had one catch for 2.3 yards last week. Uh, I believe maybe he had like three or four targets. But if you're only targeting the biggest man on your offense – uh, come on, it's not hard. Get him the ball. Target him. Good things will happen. Uh, and on the contra- or on the same side, same team, Tyler Lockett, I think steer away from him. I just don't like the matchup this week, and I don't like the way that Russell Wilson is playing. Until he shows me something, I cannot confidently play either one of those receivers. Uh, Brandon Cooks. He's a very, very good player on a very, very bad team. Uh, Fantasy-wise, that's good for us because he just gets the ball all the time. But going up against Indy, you know, they're 20th against uh, receivers. Uh, mm, Because they gave up quite a bit last week. But let's actually take a look back. How much did the Colts give up last week to whatever receivers they only gave up 4.7 to chris godwin mike evans 4.6 so stay the hell away from brandon cooks because those are atrocious numbers you don't want that happening um and 
especially a lot of teams I've seen that have Cooks, he's like wide receiver one or two or the flex. Get him out of there. You know, put in somebody else at your receiver position and pull off Brandon Cooks for this week. Uh, Chase Claypool going up against Baltimore. He's projected 13.1. Last week, eight targets for 82 yards and 11.2 points. How does he get eight targets? 82 yards and only get 11 points. It's because he caught the ball like twice. You get that many targets and you can only convert it into two. I know Ben was under a lot of pressure the whole day, but still, bail out your quarterback. Go out there, catch the damn ball. And speaking of catch the damn ball, Michael Pittman Jr. couldn't last week. Uh, He, what did he score? He scored 9.3. He had 10 targets, only four receptions, a few drops, a few blatantly bad drops that could have gone for six uh, had he caught him. He is going up against Houston. Houston's 23rd against uh, wide receivers. So uh, don't panic on Michael Pittman. I'm, I honestly am just giving him shit, but it could be interesting to see if he uh, does kind of do another skunker this week. And then where do you go from there? Uh, some other interesting guys to look at. You've got Devontae Smith, who only had 4.2 uh, points off of two catches last week. He's only projected 11.3. Maybe that's because of the way the offense played last week, so they're compensating. Uh, but he's going up against the damn Jets. He's going to be fine. Uh, you can, I'm almost positive, say you have Brandon Cooks. And you also have Devontae Smith. Plug Devontae Smith into that spot instead. I would much rather play Smith against the Jets than Cooks against the Colts. That, that's just my opinion. I don't know what you would you think you would do, but there's not a chance in hell I would start Brandon Cooks over Devontae Smith this week. And then Jacoby Myers and Kendrick Bourne. What do we do with either one of those guys? Uh, both going up against Buffalo. Buffalo's first against uh, receivers, but they don't have Tredavious White anymore. He is out for the season. Uh, So that could have a huge impact. And whoever was going to be covered by him now is going to be covered by a backup. So it's very possible both these guys could have good games. Myers last week had eight targets, five catches for 98 yards. Uh, Kendrick Bourne, two touchdowns. and was the wide receiver four last week. So I don't know why they're both projected so low. It's probably just because of Buffalo's uh, ranking against quarterbacks. But I, I think those are a couple of guys that you may not have to worry about playing. Uh, if I was to play one over the other, it would have to be Bourne because he's the one getting into the end zone more. Uh and then Darnell Mooney. I think you you got to stay away from him this week. It's kind of tough. They're going up against Arizona, uh, who's seventh against wide receivers. He's projected 12.9. He had 17.5 last week with 123 receiving yards. 
But Arizona's pretty good defense, and if they get in Dalton's face, it's not going to be pretty all day, and then that, therefore, cuts into Darnell Mooney. Let's finish off with the tight ends here. We've got, uh, obviously, on top, Travis Kelsey. He's projected 16.2 going up against Denver, who is sixth against the tight end position. Uh, And Travis Kelsey, he's just an animal. He's only been under 15 points one week in this season. Uh, Or just kidding, three weeks in the season. But we're like, what, 10, 11, 12 games in? Uh, So nine games he's been over 15. Obviously, don't really need to talk about him all that much because you're going to play him no matter what. Then you got Mark Andrews going up against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is 11th against uh, tight ends. But last week, Mark Andrews, 16.5 points and a touchdown. So he's right on track, as I think the uh, Ravens are also going to be getting back on track. So he's a very good play this week. George Kittle going up against Seattle, who is 20th. He's projected 13.3. You may be thinking, well, it's George Kittle. Why is his projection so low? Well, he only got 2.3 points last week. They can only put his projection so high when he scores two points the week before. Uh, it is a great matchup, though, against Seattle. Again, no Debo. So that could just create a lot more targets for him as well. So it could be a big week from Kittle. Then you got Gronk. Gronk going up against uh, Atlanta. They're projected, or they are 12th against the tight end position. Uh, he has, or he had 10 targets, 123 um, receiving for 19.3 points. So huge game from him. I think they continue on that trend. Uh, so lost my train of thought. Gronkowski, I think, could be, you know, top three tight ends this week. Kyle Pitts against Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is 26th against the uh, tight end position. And the problem with Kyle Pitts, okay? Here's the problem with Kyle Pitts. He's projected 12.6. Tampa Bay is 26th against tight ends, but... Five straight weeks with 10 points or less from Pitts. Don't trust it. I think you got to give up on it. TJ Hawkinson. He's projected 10.8 going up against Minnesota, who is sixth against tight ends. Uh, Hawkinson, last week, got his first touchdown since week two and scored 12.5 points. So congratulations to him again. Uh, for finally getting back on the horse and getting a decent fantasy day. Pat Fryermuth, he's projected 9.6 going against Baltimore, who is 30th against the uh, tight end position, but he is questionable. I believe it's that concussion, uh, so he's got to clear that to get back in. Uh, Foster Moreau, we're going to talk about him because there's no Darren Waller. 10.1 is his projection going up against Washington, who is 21st. Again, no Darren Waller. And last time they didn't have Waller, 
18 points for Foster Moreau. He was inside the top five. Uh, huge game for him. More of the same this time? Maybe so. Maybe so. Roll the dice on it. Uh, Logan Thomas, in his first game back, had six targets, three catches, only 6.1 yards. But now they're going up against Vegas. Vegas is 31st against tight ends. So I think Logan Thomas could be a huge, huge play this week. Um, Possibly even the tight end one. Bold statement to make when, you know, I think Washington is going to just sit on the ball, control it, probably not throw a lot. I still think Logan Thomas can get a lot of targets and get himself uh, a decent fantasy day. And then what do we do with Dawson Knox, Jack Doyle, Tyler Conklin, Zach Ertz, all those guys? All big-time boom opportunities. Uh, Doyle did it last week with 81 reception, or receiving yards and a touchdown for 20.1 points. Zach Ertz, who in his last outing had 28.8 fantasy points. And Tyler Conklin, who just a few weeks ago caught two touchdowns and had himself a huge week. What do we do with any of those? Well, if you don't have a more solid option, look the other way. Or you got to go with one of them. So I would say probably Zach Ertz. But if you do have another option, go the other way. Try to stay away from these guys. It's very combustible, and you don't know what you're going to get from each of those players week in and week out. Anyway, that is it this week for the Fantasy Show, everyone. Uh, Join in tomorrow. We'll have Dylan on the show. Dylan and I will go over all the betting lines, things like that. Uh, Get you some DFS, possibly. Get you things all over the board. And we will have our Twitter polls again next week. Get some of those prop bets up. See what you guys think. See what Dylan thinks and hear what I think. Uh, But that's tomorrow, so join us tomorrow at 1. For the Fantasy Show, I'm Ricky Larson. Thanks for watching.